Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP Podcast Reviews Edition. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me is my bestest best friend in the entire world, Chabax. How are you doing? What's up? I'm Chabax and uh, welcome. I'm doing good. All right. Awesome. 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 I'm back from a little holiday. Went to my cousin's uh, wedding in Phoenix, so I missed uh, one week of content. But I'm very, very excited to welcome you back to the Plus 6.3 HP stable of podcasts. And if you haven't been here yet, and this is your first time watching, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to our content. Uh, just a little bit of a reminder, on Mondays and Tuesdays, we uh, have our reviews episodes where we deep dive and review and rate uh, a couple of really cool series or movies for the week so that you can be informed on what you should watch by yourself or with your friends and family. On Wednesdays, we have our very, very first D&D campaign where we record uh, our first foray in tabletop RPGs. Uh, we post it online uh, for your viewing pleasure. So hopefully you can join us in our very, very fun adventure. So our our campaign has been running for uh, a little over a year now. And it's 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 just one of the most amazing experiences that we've had, especially as as a middle-aged middle old men. Uh, and on Thursdays, we react uh, and, uh, you know, get our hypes up for upcoming content. So there's a curated list of clips, uh, videos, short uh, featurettes or trailers and then uh, of, of upcoming content. And then we see which ones are, are plus or minus or things that we're hyped about. Uh, on Fridays, Chabax and our other bestest best friend, RJ, uh, cannot get enough of D&D. So they spun off a second campaign where they're bad guys. And then we post those videos on Friday. And uh, occasionally we'll drop one-offs uh, if there are really cool trailers or things that uh, we need to react uh, um, a little bit sooner uh, within the week. And then we drop those intermittently. Uh, but that's our show this week. I'm very, very excited to come back and get to discuss with my best bud here an amazing Prime Video animated series Second season of The Legend of Vox Machina. So they've discussed episodes one to three last week. We have episodes four to six in this particular uh, um, episode. Uh, and before we get into the nitty gritty of what had happened in episodes four, five, six, before we spoil everything uh, for you guys and discuss the episode with us, I'm going to start with a non-spoilery review with Trebox Trebox. I saw all six episodes in one sitting. I had a ball. What did you think about episodes four, five, six of season two of Legend of Vox Machina? I don't know, man. This is this show is amazing. I mean, I mean, um, if there's a nitpick here, it's kind of like a, even in a nitpick, it's like a dual-edged sword. I do like. I see. I see the point. It's like it's. Um, they're just going fast, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but a little you know. There's like oh, the next episode, the location's a little too convenient in 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 a real world sense. But mm -hmm. when you get to the stories, like it's like you know, it's like also in D and D's like meta gaming. Like we know that there's only twelve episodes. This is a yep. if this was like a typical American twenty two series, then I I'll be more angry that oh, that's too convenient. There's there should be more, but. We gotta get the meat, boy. We gotta get the meat, yep. and we, 
like you're getting steak, just just give it to me. Fuck the appetizer, you know, give me the steak. And we're getting the steak. We're getting it the <laughs> prime rib. <laughs> Great egg. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Actually, that's eg- exactly my comment. So for those who are still on the fence on watching this particular animated series, because again, you know, animated series, like it's a little too violent for kids. It's still animated for old, you know, for older people and people who might hesitate to <laughs> jump into a series. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, so like you might, if you're hesitating to jump into the series, Exactly what you mentioned. This is not a 22, 23, 26 episode season of an animated show. You know, you know, even as good as Avatar is or as good as Spider-Man. What's that? Um, oh, no, uh, not that Astonishing or, Spider-Man or, like or uh, Spider-Man Unlimited or whatnot. As, as good as those animated series are, those still are long. So there might be weeks or chunks of weeks that you might not have a giant set piece. So far, every episode or every other episode, a fucking giant thing happens. And it's not just one thing. It is either a new location, a new big bad, um, a new in a, a new training montage for a particular person. Every every episode, there's something that I'm so happy that they you know they they do chunks of episodes. But even if they broke it out one episode per week, I think I'd be satisfied, right? I so I was I was thinking about that because like I saw this one to six in one sitting, like I mentioned, and then I of course I just re-upped it again, and, you know, playing in the background while I'm either you know you know editing photos, videos, and tinkering around, and I realized like it works, like it it can still work. It's gonna suck because there's some cliffhangers that suck a little bit more than others, but damn, like there's. There's a lot of characters, so not all of the characters ha- can have their character progression every week, but there will be a person or two, but maybe balance, three. I think the balance is great. Like, like you, know, you know, I mean, even, they might not have the main character progression for that episode, but they always sprinkle tidbits so that on the next episode, when it is their turn, it's not a surprise. Like, exactly, they had some I, things there. I think it's just, um, you know, this is a testament to. Who's writing the show, uh, pacing it well, fitting it with a twelve-episode arc to make it uh, satisfying. Um, but even just you know taking all of that away, animation looks great. Dude, Titmouse, yeah, like animation looks great. It is the you can really see the certain portions of the episode where they are. It's so scrimping on budget, like you know the early dialogue in Act One. Or towards the end, when like after the big action piece, like towards the denouement, when they're just sitting around, like you can really see that there there's shifts in how they animate and how it's drawn. But for the most part, really fluid animation. And I actually like. I know a lot of people don't like the mix of three D and two D mm-hmm. animation. I like it. Right. It, I I re- it's pretty good for me. Yeah. I usually don't like it. Also, especially for. The Japanese would start the animation. Anime who usually started mixing it. Mm-hmm. It, it looks good. I am fine with it. It works because like the things that they make three D are usually bigger things, a dragon, giant mm-hmm. sphinx, or whatever. So it make it kind of makes sense to show that gravity between you know two D and three D. So I I've I've I'm extremely surprised how much I am 
so invested into this, particularly because I have no attachment to, I have zero idea what's happening. I know of the campaign. I've picked on a few episodes here and there on occasion, but I don't know where these are going. And then season two, oh, this is everything that I wanted in a in a anime style, manga style um uh arc, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know you discussed uh last episode um the first the, the first three episodes when you have this giant big bad and then now you're traveling throughout the world garnering trying to get help you're not getting help of course because it's going to be up to the heroes to fi- you know to fix all of these problems totally understandable even though like in practicality seven people against four dragons come on come on that's not how it goes right but now they're you're traversing through different fetch quests to get gear and level up to be able to be strong enough to fight these damn monsters fuck Let's fucking go. I love it. All right. Um, but it's not even just... Oh, we'll get into the story later, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll go spoiler territory. Um, spoiler territory, Chabax, hit us with and, the synopsis. Uh, synopsis. But yeah, before we hit... Uh, spoilers, mm-hmm. but before we hit that, um, I love how they differentiated the dragons. It's like they really went distinct for each one. Animation right? looks so good. What if... Actually, I'm, I've been thinking... I think I like the design of these dragons better than I think the prevailing main dragon right now in our ethos is like Game of Thrones or House mm-hmm. of the Dragon, right? Typical, I think yeah. I like these better. And dude, I've never seen like acid work like that or the ice. Like this one oh. is the, the ice. Usually if if they were lazy, right? The, the You would know the, the acid would just melt. This one is mm. you're seeing skin, bone. And for the yeah. ice, it's usually just gonna be freeze them in the position. Mm. But no, the force of the ice is gonna fuck them up. Rip you apart. Blow yeah. you and then and then freeze you. Like, oh my gosh. No, my favorite. Um, like... Uh I think it, uh, yeah, so it's in episode one when the Chroma Conclave was introduced, when Thordak, the main dragon. Uh, destroyed the castle. Uh, the castle. It's multiple levels. It's the red flame, and then there was um, vents in the side of his neck to further pump in oxygen. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, where does the oxygen come out, right? Uh-huh. So like further pump in, and then there's a level two, and it became so hot it became blue. That's the type of, and then there's shock waves coming out of there uh-huh. as well. So it makes it like it's a simple drawing. It's just like a line with a circle. But it it the 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 animators looking at it saying that, yeah, you know, we're 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 done with just like a mouth open and fire coming out. Right? It's no longer that. You can really see that there's like a little space for when either it, it seems like it's chemicals or it's energy combining in the air to form these particular buzz, but like, oh, so amazing animation. I love the dragons here. And uh, who do we have voicing uh, Thordak? Of course. Lance um, the Wire himself. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I love it. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, season two, do you know who voiced uh, the dad of... Uh... The, the twins. Oh, was, I know Troy Baker. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Look at Troy. Uh, Make well, that money. Well, oh, he's making um, hand over fist now. I know. Uh, do you know who voices Trinket, the bear? Oh, of course, Ashley Johnson. 
Oh, Trick of the Bear. Yeah, Trick of the Bear. They know who? Who? The voice is the bear. Cheech Marin. Uh, then, uh, I hope uh, he's a fan too. Like, <coughs> yeah. oh, and um, tidbit since you don't um, you don't watch, um, the voice actor for Cash and and Zara mm-hmm. are the are the guest are the actors who guests who guested in the campaign as Cash in the, in the campaign. As oh, that's awesome. Cash and uh, and Zara. So, so that was that was cool. I love uh, I love Cash and Zara too, and I love that little. Uh, oh, we're going to spoil the territory, but I do love that pendant that she gave. But yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so okay, let's. Uh, so uh, just running around the first three because uh, mm-hmm. you 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 missed it. What else? Um, the the Sphinx scene with the Sam was awesome. <laughs> Nobody cared. <laughs> well, damn. So even, I, then, uh, even then you're, so, you're seeing this is uh, what I'm talking about the the not everybody can be the main uh the main progression for each episode but are you seeing the sprinkles with Sam for the 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 first few episodes like uh Sam meaning oh, uh, uh Scanlan sorry Scanlan oh yeah yeah, yeah I'm right? I'm like, definitely seeing him like Growing into like he wants to escape. He wants to no, but escape. even the his insecurities like um, in Gilmore Shop, he wasn't he 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 didn't get any. He didn't get. He was trying to get uh, items right, and he was the one that and everybody get yeah. yeah. And then combine that with uh, Osisa saying nobody cares about you. You're 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 seeing little plot mm. lines of his insecurities of like he wants to grow, but what what also his pains are so. And uh, that, uh, the episode three, man, that 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 one's like holy shit. That that. So, oh. he, here's the the. I know you discussed episode three already, but the idea. Yeah, of, let's go. Oh, episode, yeah, yeah. Episode three is one of those things where it's so predictable. Like I knew it from as soon as fucking Percy saw this. Um, um, loose tile and then placed it in an empty slot. Sarcophagus comes out. Yo, homeboy just told Vax just told us don't fucking do anything, don't fucking touch anything. And then what did they do? They did something and they did touch something. And then of course, you know, even if you know, even if I'm not um following the campaign or I have no idea about the synopsis of the campaign, you can't kill. Uh, what's her name again? Um, Vex. Vex. You can't kill Vex. So I knew she was going to be resurrected somehow. I just didn't know how. And then the satisfy. And when we kind of in the next episode, you know, when we kind of see how it was kind of unfurling, and I was already anticipating. Oh, that's how. Um, she. You know. You know. That's how she's going to be resurrected. And then the repercussions of it kind of makes sense to get multiple thread lines all in one together, despite it being very, very uh, comic booky, very anime style. Like that's why that that was amazing because um, everybody in that campaign was expecting, like, uh, knew about it, and everybody was. But the way they 
they twisted it with the, the flashbacks. That so that was oh, oh my, my god. god! I love the I love it. The idea of it is we already knew the twins have the special almost incestual bond, but putting um like uh that flashback of the dad and what had happened, and then thinking that um. You know, it's weird because like um, Vax has always been this like cool, strong dude, whatever, whatever. But we realized that oh, from the very, 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 very first start, it's not that uh, Vex is the one that will need Vax. Yeah. It's the other way around. Nicely done. Like you could. And the way they cut it at the end with the dialogue and the scene and the shot. Oh my god! Like, oh. and that was like mm-hmm. shot for a lot of those dialogue was lifted straight out of the campaign. Like and the fun, I'll show you the clip later. But oh, that that was so well done. So, anyways, that was the episode. Uh, so we'll go with episode four. Episode uh, four. Hold on. Those who walk away. Okay, so. Episode 4, as uh, John said, is Those Who Walk Away. So, uh, spoilers, uh, main spo- major spoilers. So, uh, with Vex being taken down by the trap, and we finally, here, we at the start, uh, Cash, Cash and Zara come back, and they, Cash uh, is a pretty cool guy. I, I just love him. He comes in, and he tries to do the resurrection spell, and then... Um, we finally see who this creepy black uh, black dressed woman that Vax has been seeing since the first episode of the season, and she's the matron, the queen of ravens, the matron of ravens, and uh, she she's gonna take Vex, but then Vax intervenes and says just take him instead, and she does a little confusing, but I think it was um. It was on purpose, unlike what she did. Like she didn't the say thread? anything. Yeah, yeah. But she cut the thread. Uh, so, my question here is: so if if um, Vax didn't volunteer himself, would Vex would have been alive and become the champion, or no? I think she was just dead. She was just dead. Okay. I think yeah, she was just, just like dead. That. So yeah, so Vax volunteered. I don't know what he was volunteering for, but he. He did, and so um, Vex came back, and they all thought it was because of uh, Cash. I love that scene from Cash, like, holy shit, I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, we get the quick scene suddenly where Vex is wearing the vestige, the, de- the death ward, and then Vex is back, and they're so all happy. So the vestige is a, a, a suit. Armor, yeah, an armor. Uh, a, a light armor that when he started wearing it and i was formulating in my head uh, it's uh it's black it has slightly wings it's you know it's a raven pulling dead people so like it must be stealthy it must be quick i want one of those in our own campaign I know. when I can i, I get a message i think it grants haste in flight to wax in in the campaign uh, i don't know here but we've seen what he did a uh, little bit the one here so, anyways, oh, and I do, and I love it. Like they said it, no manina. Like you said, it's so predictable. She's not gonna be dead for for of the course. next yeah, episode. Main character, but the repercussions are there. We yeah. see that you know, 
when when the Raven Queen cut the thread between them, it's not just about bringing her back to life. Like something is severed there, so, or or yeah. it's not severed. It's more like they're more gonna they have to be more independent. There's gonna be more independence between the two of them, but there's gonna be friction, of course. Yeah, I'm. So, all, I'm I was looking at it as because they were uh, bound to each other forever the, the the thread between vax and vex being severed meant that now you're really my champion like and, now and you're bound more, to and, me and, and it's right? like yeah, yeah and there's more like he has his own destiny now it's like yeah, they're not yeah, exactly. they're not ending going to be ending up at the same spot so anyways after that uh, zara still being a bitch <laughs> Uh, uh, once, once that uh, death ward for the take releases uh, a creature. I think this is this is supposed to be the beholder. You know the how the beholder looks in D and D, like the big oh. circle thing with a uh, big eye and then like oh, okay, uh, okay, tentacles with eyes, stalks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like the, how this animated because like uh, dark sides eye game, right? The the tentacles yeah, yeah, yeah. were. That so petrifies. They they um they're avoiding the creatures from D and D for I guess for copyright stuff and stuff, but this one they came yeah they came out with a pretty good, pretty good uh new design. Mm-hmm. So we get a fight I lo- here. I yeah. love how they also drop in like some explanation where it's like oh don't worry he's just petrified, just petrified. So <laughs> you peppers. kind of like know that they're not dead. You can be, they can be cured, but it's also not something that it's super, uh, super safe. So I was like, I see for for an amateur, it's good that I'm knowing all of these rules. Just petrified. Great. So they're fighting it. uh, But while they're fighting it, Vax goes into like a dream state where he's fighting uh, the Purvan. The Purvan. Purvan. Get your Purvan, uh, the the previous uh, matron of uh, Raven's uh, champion. So, uh, they fight and uh, he's they're fighting. So it's like a training montage. But Vax is getting his ass beat, like broken fingers, broken foot, and then uh, he sees an image of Vex that says, "Just uh, gotta let go." So he lets go, and uh, that's when when the sword goes through him. That's uh, when the armor shifts to him, and then Per Pervan just uh, says, "All hail to the new champion." And that's when we see Vax become uh, the real matron of Raven's champion now. And uh, the matron un- unlocks the armor for him. And that's where we get the uh, fucking flashbacks or Naruto Vax, is it? <laughs> teleporting Vax, which is the, the thing that I want. That's so good. So he's like dashing, teleporting. Uh, I love the the fast daggers because it always comes back. So he's just flinging like that and it's like, it's like a machine gun. Machine so gun. He just throws it, he's going to come back. Eh? So it's like, oh, that's so badass. And I, at first I was like sad that uh, nobody was going to see him in action because like they were all petrified. But by the last shot, like they were all unpetrified by, by Cash. And it was so it's just, th- just him. They were, see, they, were see, they were all able to watch him like, is that facts? And then uh, I love the part, the last scene where he stabs the tentacle to bring him up, and then throws it. No, no, before that they get the shot. Yeah, the at the, the elevator. See, that was cool. No, after that he goes in the air. It's a little zoom in, and then it zooms out, and then you see him. The background is the 
uh, adore the raven. the raven green. Mm-hmm. And then he kills the the creature. And yeah, but he starts to become distant to Vex. Like, you know, this is, it's just all, he has to deal with it. He's seeing visions and stuff. He saw the visions of the calamity. Um, the calamity is the last, uh, the war between the, the gods and the betrayer gods. Because I think uh, there was a fight before. They trapped the, the betrayer gods. And then this, the calamity was when they were able to escape. Then they had a big war. And then after that, that's when uh, they were able to banish the betrayer gods and then the, the other gods left, something like that. So anyways, that was uh, episode four, Those Who Walk Away. And then we go to episode five, The Pass Through Fire. And then uh, here, um, so we're having repercussions from Vax. Vax is seeing more ghost images and stuff. Um, Grog is dealing with a uh, with a sword, getting hungrier and hungrier. And uh, there's a scene here that's one of the fan favorites in the campaign. They call it like a uh, Grog's uh, the outhouse, the, the the dialogue with the the dialogue the sword while he's pooping, and Scanlan is singing on the outside. And then I uh, love that line. It's like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I thought about when I was practicing my entire life to play music. <laughs> And then uh, we get the joke of the of the the broom, the the flying broom. So this one just a, another tidbit from from the campaign. They had a guest. I forgot who the guest the uh, the guest player was. He played an, an a, a character, of course, who was like a necromancer, and he had the flying broom. And Vex or Laura was in love with it as soon as she saw it. So, anyways, they had the they they worked together with with that guy. He was an he was a temporary ally against something I forgot, and the broom fell away, and Laura sniped it. <laughs> he kept she kept she stole it and she told the guy the friend that it was destroyed. Oh no! <laughs> but the problem was she couldn't unlock unlock the the magic word, so she had Scanlan. Mm. Try to do it. So that was like a whole gag in in the uh, in the campaign. I'll, I'll do it for a favor to be cashed in future. So in in uh one of the things that uh, Scanlan got uh for unlocking it for Vex was she bought he bought a witch's hat and made Vex wear it while flying. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking sabriga. So anyways, uh. so yeah, so um. Well, Scanlan accidentally flies with the with the broom. He sees that uh, what's it, Pyra? I think it's Pyra, right? The mount, yeah, the, the volcano, the, yeah, Pyra. The, um, the fire magic place. The fire Ashari people, where uh, one of uh, Keyless Aramente is supposed to happen, because he has fire, earth, and water, because she's air already. Uh, it was active, the volcano, and then. Uh, so she panics and she wants to help because it's not supposed to be active so she flies off because Vax and the others oh, well mostly Vax they want to help because I mean you see his point also right we're trying to save the world we're like gonna go on a detour and then uh, but I do love the counterpoint like it's not just person. some uh, it's not just some other person that we're helping here this is Keyleth, who, who, who technically dropped and saved to everything to save everybody else. So I was like, all right. 
So so they go after her. And Keyleth arrives there and uh, meets her. Her dad's there, and they realize that uh, this is where Thordak came out. So Thordak was imprisoned by Alora and Kima before with another group of adventurers in the in the fire plane, but with somebody's help, somebody infiltrated the the fire peop, the fire Ashari and helped and Thordak escape. So Thordak is, and then now the rift is open and more fire creatures are coming out and it's laying waste to the fire Ashari. So, <clears throat> so Keelith comes in, Vox Machina comes in, funny with the Grog where they're cutting the dragons but there's no blood. So it's like he's still hungry. Yeah. The, the fire of dragons has no blood, that's why. So that's also, again, not to foreshadow anything, but that's good setup because they said that a few times. Yeah. Like, you know, the, right? Like, you know, he, he's, uh, he fed the, the blade a little bit himself too. So it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of like setup as well for everybody. So I love, I love how this show is being uh, leaked out. Oh, hold on. I'm off. Okay. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy, sir. Tonto ang mama niya at ang salita siya. Oh, kinakabahan daw siya Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, mm. The um, the mother-in-law and father-in-law are here. Coming home from a party. So, anyways, uh, so where are we? At? So yeah, they they're there. Uh, Keyleth, as usual, coming home from season one, where she has a problem with confidence. Um, is. Finally, uh, with some flashback with her mom, able to gain the strength to go inside the fire plane and close it from that side by becoming a fire elemental. So she like she transformed into a fire elemental, and got a uh, came out, saved the day, uh, closed the rift, and we we also got that uh, Kima and uh, Alora together, the Stephanie Beatrice. Beatrice, I love. Yeah. I love another uh, cameo. Uh, I love how they were like, you know, it also made sense why they went there too. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm still missing Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I'm always happy to hear her voice. Yeah. So, uh, there we go. So, Keyleth uh, up, gets an upgrade as well. Um, so, she can now become... Uh, Fire elemental, and then how does this? How does the episode end? Uh, oh yeah, I forget. Uh, I think they just did they just start traveling. Uh, oh yeah, they just start traveling to the the uh, to find the place of the Sphinx. The uh the rhyme cleft yeah okay into the yeah. rhyme cleft so episode six is into the into rhyme cleft um so here they find the they're trying to find us the place of Kamal Jory the mate of Osisa and uh as they get there they face another challenge of uh uh 
to get the information for the rest of the messages from Kamal Jory and uh, they, he gave him like three challenges and the one they chose is uh, wounding him because he hasn't been hurt in ever ever in a millennia or something so they all try you know Vax goes first but uh, none of them are successful and Scanlan who doesn't want to fight and uh, is the last one left and uh, I love that this is more like a, a physical a more physical confrontation than Osisa but it's still with the um, with the mind fucks like with Grog mm-hmm. you know where does your strength come from and stuff but uh, still showing uh, still consistent with what things bring out the most which is like the the thing that you're most uh, fearful of or insecure of yeah. but now you're being beat up <laughs> yeah and then uh, Scanlan wounds him with the heart like with the nice nice uh, piano song like oh my god that was so good again extremely so extremely predictable where of course like the the three choices were kill 100 of these um, uh, monsters uh to us uh solve an unsolvable puzzle mm-hmm. or uh get out of this unsolvable maze and three just wound him and immediately i like i knew i 1000% knew it was going to be it's not going to be a physical wound guys it's going to be emotional, emotional. Uh, and then but i love how it played out because again like what you mentioned they drops they still drop hints and the execution every time of, like a person they could, they could is have just done a, they could have just done the the loot but they went with the mm-hmm. with the piano, and, piano and using his powers to be the keys like oh, those so like small details and it's like, a full multimedia experience right there's visual, visual. <laughs> which is i'm looking at like I'm now seeing how it, how awesome a bard could be if that's something that you could do, right? That's I know, awesome. that's why Sam, Sam, Sam spoiled being a bard for me. I have to be able to sing if I'm going to be a bard. No. So, so anyways, they do, they, they bond uh, Kamal Jory or Cam and, and uh, Scanlan. Um, they bond. They were, uh, when, when Vox, the rest of the Vox Machina come back, they they find Sam. I always say Sam. Scanlan and uh, Cam uh, writing songs, but oh, there we go. The end of uh, episode passed through Friar was uh, Ripley going to uh, oh Umbrasil. to Thordak. Uh, oh, Umbrasil. The the acid. Is it the acid? I think it's the acid one. Uh, yeah, definitely the acid one. It was the acid one, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. it wasn't Raishan. Umbrasil is, I think Umbrasil is voiced by uh, Matthew Mercer. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Matthew Mercer is Umbrasil, Craven's Edge. Uh, oh, uh, and you met Victor, right? The the gunpowder guy. Yeah. Who, has, cool. who, who lost two fingers? So yeah. So um, Ripley sends Raisha, uh Umbrasil towards uh, Vox Machina. And um, so she he comes, he oh before that um, Cam gives uh, the second vestige to Scanlan. It's the myth carver. It's like a short sword. Uh, and when he holds it, he sees he has a See? vision that the next vestige is in Westron with a group of people like who look like Grog, and their leader has the gauntlets. And so he saw the. 
saw two, right? Saw the, and the gauntlet is, and in, the arrow. And the the bow is and in the, bow, the, the, fae. the fae. Yeah. So Grog, the way he reacts, obviously knows who has the gauntlets. But he's like uh, tight-lipped and like nervous or trying to, in the, trying to lie about it. And so I don't know. I've, I haven't heard it, but I'm assuming it's a dad or a brother. Probably. So that's just my predicted my prediction. So, uh, and this is uh, a little more of the keeping it uh, keeping it short. But uh, Western, I think, from what we saw, is the home of Umbrasil. I mean, what the city that he attacked to make it to make it his home. So we might get uh, two for one next, three for one next, next few episodes. Ooh. We can. If they're successful, they can beat Umbrasil. They can get the sword, the Mythcarver, and the Gauntlet. If, if again, if they're because I thought they were gonna get Mythcar, uh, Mythcarver now, but they did. So, but, so Mythcarver was taken though. That's the, yeah, that's why yeah. I thought they were gonna get it. They did get it for a few minutes, but then Umbrasil was able to escape with it. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Umbrasil comes in, wrecks havoc. Uh, I think he kills Cam, you know, after Cam says he hasn't been hurt for a millennia. I I do think that. So that's the, the well, I he did say that at, he did kind of allude to kind of dying, but kind of sucks that he died um, because of impact catching uh, Scandal. Oh. So, so, yeah, we have a we have a good fight here. Um and yeah, everybody's doing. Uh, you know, so everybody has their action pieces, and uh, there was a good fight. Uh, Umbrasil escapes right with the yep. sword, and then Cam follows. With with was it with Scanlan or how did Scanlan end up in the sky? Also, forgot. No, well, uh, uh, so. He took Umbrasil with Scanlan in him, and then uh, oh, the okay. Sphinx uh, so flew and flew fought and up. fought. Yeah, and then and Scanlan fell. So um, Umbrasil, uh, the Cam, Sphinx Cam got, caught, caught him and got yeah. hurt, and then got bitten as well. And uh, so they're trying to escape because uh, they're underpowered. But in the end, um, Grog uh, is finally taken over by Craven Edge. Craven's Edge. Or is it Craven Edge? Craven's Edge. Craven Edge. OS. So we're taken over by Craven Edge. And then accidentally stab Spike, which is one of his visions. And then as they escape, um Keyleth is gonna try to plane shift to 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 escape. But uh Umbrasil gets in the middle. And sep, um plane shifts. So Keyleth was able to successfully plane shift everybody except Grog, Scanlan, and Pike. Scanlan. I think Pike. they also plane shifted, but we don't know where. Yeah. So they went. They, they just got like uh, it's similar to Ragnarok, where Loki and Thor got separated in the in the Bifrost. In the Bifrost. So they went somewhere else, and that's how we end. Uh, Episode six into rhyme. Like man, they know how to. Whoever thought of pacing it into three, three, three is is a masterpiece. So is it confirmed that it's twelve episodes? So it's a yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I like I. I already have the the titles up to twelve. 
Okay, so I'm looking at Wikipedia. They they only have it till they don't even have the four, five, six yet. But I am, I am impressed. I'm happy. Let's uh, let's do our final thoughts and ratings. I'll start because like you did the synopsis, um, and we've discussed this a little bit earlier as well. Uh, everything, both pacing, animation, story wise, I am digging. I'm digging the, the how quick. The episodes are, or at least the beats are. I'm digging how action-filled it is. I'm sure people would say that they would want it to be a more epic adventure, and they seem to be there bouncing from one place to the other, and then getting information, go to the other, go to the information, go to the other. I'm happy with that. Um, and uh, you know, the more that you mentioned about how every episode there's a little bit of 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 sprinkling of of information, backstory, future story, or even just like events happening in that particular episode that molds the decisions and actions of every character moving forward. Maybe not all characters in every episode, but like, you know, Grog's um, not knowing his strength, relying on, on, on Craven Edge. And then, you know, of course we know that something's, something bad is going to happen because it's a bad sword and it actually happened to his uh, bestest friend so it's like all of these like sprinkling of of backstory scanlan's backstory of vax and vex back uh, story you know even keyleth for a little bit was there like i know we're light with 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 um, percy but percy had most of season one anyway all right so we kind of mm-hmm. know his story That's but true. now we also have ripley a little bit because he kind of knew yeah. the other person that was buying brick so everything is i think percy's Percy Sprinkles also connected with Vex. Eh? Oh, his relationship with Vex. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah they're so... like their budding romance, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Um, everything is is kind of of uh, it's it's how I would want an animated season to be. Even the number of episodes, I think twelve is perfect for thirty minute episodes. I think that's why I said the nitpick is like a double edged sword. It's because like. If they expand it, we're gonna have slow episodes too slow. You know what I mean? I just this is what I want. Three, three, three. Give me the give me the steak, baby. Yep, yep. And again, it's it's good because um, you're not wasting um, panels, right? You know, the, mm-hmm. you pay by by frames here, so if you don't need. I don't need sixteen. Twelve is perfect. One month, perfect. Even three episodes per week, perfect. Uh-huh. Dropping on a Thursday instead of a Friday. Perfect. Perfect. Everything is I like. So I am giving it at um um out of ten. So episodes four, five, six. I I'm I'm it's a it's a solid nine for me. It's a solid nine. It's just action, story, animation, people dying, going back to life, and dying again. It's like holy shit. Like oh, it's yeah, I can't wait g- for next week. I really can't wait for next week. We gave How about you? A, we gave this a nine last time. So I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with a nine. I just I'm I'm tempted to go with a ten, but I don't have anywhere else to go for the next six episodes. Yeah. So let's give it a nine. It's a joy to watch. It's just I popped this in as soon as uh this afternoon my kids came in, watched it all three straight. Like damn, <laughs> I I had my hand on the on the on the remote just in case. I I think they're the violence they're fine. It's more of the sexual stuff that might come out joke. So I, that's I'm ready for the skip there. But aside from that, you know, since the action's been a little 
more than last season so there hasn't been that much sexual stuff like mm-hmm. in like the pilot episode last last season where well, Scanlan hasn't Scanlan. been with normal people like because normal people is being burned down by dragons so <laughs> agree uh, so yeah that is uh last right oh, that no, is last, the legend of vox machina season two so it's four to six uh, yeah, that's our episode. Um, we are excited for you guys to join us in the adventure of watching Legend of Vox Machita. Uh, watch uh, the next episodes with us, 7, 8, and 9. We'll discuss it again. Uh, make sure that you share your thoughts either on here on youtube.com slash plus 63HP or on any of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at plus 63HP. And if you don't want to watch us and you just want to listen to us while you're doing your chores or working, (laughs) um, uh, search for us on any of your favorite podcasts. We prefer Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon. We are there. Uh, Search plus 63AP and uh, and interact with us there. Um, But thank you very much for uh, listening and watching until now. We will see you in the next episode. Bye.